escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Listen to personality profiles with Lessons Bill, get inspired, get nourished, and grow to be the best that you want to be. Personality profile and 99.7 FM. I love it. Hi, this is Mr. Simons. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexus Bell. This is the program that inspires you and brings you very close to your role models. I'm Vera Kwakofi, current affairs editor of BBC Africa. Keep listening to Lexis Bill on Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. You could just be able to hear the best piece of advice that sets you on the course to success. Hello, Ghana. My name is Senor Jose, CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bill because it delivers the value that sets you apart for success. Hi, this is Nadia Antano, Miss Ghana 2013. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bell every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Joy FM and be inspired. Hi, my name is James Ebo White, or everyone calls me Uncle Ebo White. You know, what you'll be five years from now depends on only two things the books you read and the people you meet. On Personality Profile, you meet the kind of people you meet, you need to meet. To make your transition to your greatness, you want a program that would help you, inspire you, motivate you. Why bother to turn to other channels? Just stay here on Personality Profile and you get all the inspiration you need. Oh, 
just be politicians, be preachers. Be believers, be leaders, be astronauts, be champions, be truth seekers, be students, be teachers, be politicians, be preachers, be believers, be leaders, be astronauts, be champions. Yes, you could be sitting in the Hall of Fame and the world will know your name. You're live on Joy 99.7 FM and this is Personality Profile. Of course, it's a lovely Thursday evening and you know when I take my seat like this, it means I have some amazing guests in the studio to tell a story. To tell their story and probably we get to learn a thing or two from it. So welcome aboard. You can actually sit back, relax and enjoy. Or better still, you can actually get onto our uh, Facebook page. The video for this conversation is live. You can actually watch us and share your comments in there. Share it in your WhatsApp groups and let the world know that Personality Profile with Lexus Bill is live. And this evening, I have a very special brother. We're actually bringing it home this evening. Yeah, we're home this evening on Personality Profile. One of our own, a brother, colleague, and one of the hardest working journalists in the country. I tell you a story about 17 years ago, somewhere in Asia. So, I don't know who you run about. Uh, yeah, I met a man in the corridors of Capital Radio. He was busily writing epistles in the newsroom, with commanding diction, you know, delivering the news and, you know, doing some good work in the newsroom. This man, since then, has dedicated his life to telling the stories of the harshest realities in Ghana on various topics. Yeah, for over two decades, he has worked as a journalist, covered hundreds of reports on political and social issues, and in recent times, more dangerous societal problems like illegal mining. In fact, Asantehini the second has lauded his efforts in helping Nibdek Galamsi menace in the bud. That was when he presented his award, the 2022 Pavansa Journalist of the Year Award that he won at the recently held GJA Awards. He has worked on notable stories, mostly about human rights and child abuse. He covered the disturbances in Nigeria a few years ago that led to the killing of two people. And through his reportage, a commission was set up to investigate the happenings on that day. Indeed, he was actually hauled before the commission to provide evidence and he was interrogated extensively. Now, these are just a few of the reports that he has worked on. Assistant news editor with a multimedia group and, of course, best journalist of the year at the GG Awards, Erastus Asari, Donko, Bema, Unia, Akwaba. Yeah, yeah. What's the saying? Yanko Pandaroma, Yetimkum. Oh, I have to see you. Oh, Midas. When you are worried, dear, dear, Charlie, good to see you. Good to see you. Great to see you. Congratulations. My brother from another mother. Yes, sir. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, life goes full circle, doesn't it? It does. It's a global village, I tell you. <laughs> Congratulations, brother. Thank you. And uh, I, I don't know whether you'd say this is probably the the highlight of your career. The you know the best moment would you say so? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, uh, the, the best moment. And it's like um, I'm sitting on a high horse now. Yeah, you know that's right. Yeah, relishing the moment. Yeah, but I, sometimes I sit down and I recount, you know, my life starting from nobody. Yeah. Uh, typically nobody you wouldn't even <laughs> blink if you see me on the streets uh, and, and to now have my name being a household name across the country uh, God has really been merciful yeah yeah and he has stayed true to his word and it means that if you have faith in him and you work hard mm. you can move mountains do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel that all the work that you've put in all over the all the years, um, it has paid off? It has. I feel fulfilled. I know that um, there's more to do. And so um, I don't regret, you know, making all the sacrifices that I made. Mm. I think it paid off. And there's one thing I keep saying all the time. If you have a job, you're given an opportunity to work. If you don't like the job, then quit. But mm. if you choose to stay in the job, then go at it with all your might because yeah. one, you are improving yourself and you are improving the platform and opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, w the recent notable uh, report that you covered was Destruction for Gold, yeah. which uh, took you to Mencia. Uh, actually, was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. When you met Otum Fosse, it was the second and presented, and he actually even talked about how there's still a, a war going on on the Galamsey menace. And in fact, that's on. the second time I've been to the Mensha Palace yeah. to meet Otum Yeah. The first was to present a copy of the Distraction for Gold documentary to him. To him, okay. And that's the same documentary that won the award. Yeah. And I went to show him the award. Yes. Yeah. How did he feel about it? You could see from all indications that he was so happy. Mm. And when he called me to his side, he kept saying, he, he was reading the plaques and mm -hmm. saying, this, this is huge. This is huge for you. Yeah. I'm happy for you. You've, you've actually done well. I, mm. I admire your courage. That's what he was telling me yeah. before he started speaking. And uh, to me, you know, to have such words coming from the occupant of the golden stool. Yes. Th that is something. That's huge. Th that's something. I tell you, that's something. And that moment can stay with you forever. Yeah. And I have some pictures to show as well, so... Well, well, you should share the pictures so we actually throw it out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause they're on my Facebook page. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to hang them on my, in my room as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that particular documentary... From where we sit, we saw it as probably the most challenging thing that you've done. Would you say so? Uh, yes and no. Okay. I've done other ones. And, and to me, the one that I really feared for my life, and I thought my life had come to an end, was the Ejira. Was the Ejira one? Reporting. Yeah. In fact, for a moment, I said my last prayer. 
in Ejra? Yes. Because we were this close to dying. Wow. And bullets flying all around you. Mm. And I, at, the, I, at the point I felt that this is it. So this is how people die. That's what I, I kept saying in my head. That, so this is how people die. So this is how death looks like. So we could die in a moment mm -hmm. because the way bullets are flying. In fact, the man who was following us closely, we, we heard people shouting downstairs. We were at the top of a building and mm -hmm. they were shouting downstairs that, you know, he's been hit. Mm. And I peeked through the window and I saw blood all over the streets. But I couldn't see his body. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I knew that the one who was following us directly got hit. And then there was a transformer behind us where we were reporting. A bullet went through and it was leaking fuel like that. And we were standing just there. It was just behind us. So at that moment, I thought anything could happen. So I told the camera guy, keep filming. You told Let, let's, you Yes, let's, 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 let's do it. Let's capture our last moment. Yes, let's, <laughs> let's keep on reporting. Wow until something happens and wow. i think um the prayer that i always say before i go on such reports was answered by god that day he saved me gave me another chance a yeah. second chance and just because we we're also trying to film the truth here we were looking at people being shot on the streets and other journalists who were there had gone had run away and we were there and so we had to give evidence so mm. that somehow people will get to know the truth. And so maybe he gave us our own truth and said, it's not the time to die. Wow. The second moment that gave me chills whenever I remember is the one in the forest where we're And chasing. this is destruction for gold. Yes, it was part of destruction for gold. And we had gone there with a the government task force there were people who were destroying their Pamprama Forest Reserve. And in fact, today when you go there, the forest is no more. It's gone. It's gone? Yeah. And if we had died that day, we had died for nothing. <laughs> and, you know, we entered the place, was within the forest. We had driven for like four hours deep into the forest. Four hours in yes, the forest. We, we started around 3 a.m. We got there around 7 something. And they had mounted structures all over. There were some Chinese miners, lots of them. And the tax force arrested some. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado. Para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Of them, they brought them up and then they started searching room to room. So I was filming. The camera guy was filming and I also leading the pack. Yeah, we saw military uniforms. Lots of them. We also saw a rifle. Normally, the military, they don't leave their rifles. So. Mm -hmm. Then at that moment, I felt like, no, there are, it's not just one, it's not two, it's not three. There could be a number of military personnel here. Mm -hmm. So what is happening here? What is so special? Because what they are doing there is illegal. You have mercury and other things all over. 
Chinese people mining in the forest. So what will a, a, a military person be doing in this forest? Before we could say Jack, some young military guy drove a tundra into the environment and then he questioned why what we we're doing in, in, in there. He was angry. Mm-hmm. Then he, he picked the phone, started calling and telling them that some media men and some policemen are there. Then within 15 minutes to 20 minutes, the whole place was crawling with over 35 fully armed military men. One pickup will drop and then they will get down. Another pickup will drop and they will get down. Plenty. And then there was anger exchanges, verbal exchanges, heated arguments between our own task force and them. They were all holding guns. So, <laughs> it, you know, if one of them had gotten really angry, <laughs> you know, and yeah. pulled the trigger, we would all have been dead by now. Probably be a bloodshed. Yes, because the way they were angry, if one person had, you know, fired, yeah. that would be the end. And I kept praying in my head <laughs> that nothing like that will happen yeah the rest is history um, we were kept there for like five hours in the forest uh, they wouldn't allow anybody to move an inch and they were afraid that we we're going to publish whatever is happening in the forest so mm-hmm. they cleared all our phones cleared the camera the driver wanted to park the vehicle well they pounced on him beat him like punching him in the face. And oh, wow. I had to, at a point, I, I got, I don't know what left me, but the, the fear and everything left me. Mm-hmm. So I went over to the commander and told him, you, you cannot do this. Yeah. You can't do that. You cannot be beating my driver like that. So they left him. And we stayed there. We kept calling, calling big shots within the military that I knew. I, we were calling almost everybody there. The Minister for Environment who sent us, I was calling him. He himself was helpless because I think the people who were sent there came from a more powerful source than him. Yeah. So he didn't know what to do. He sounded helpless on the phone. Yeah. I said, can you call them to call the military off? He said, it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> so this is the man, the government, the minister who sent us on an errand and he cannot even control a military contingent in the bush so so i called elvis the late uh my my late boss and he also made some calls and finally they said we should leave even when they said we should leave the one military guy came and said i don't trust these people especially this he was referring to me this boy i don't trust him so let's strip them naked and search them so at that point, the man who was uh, in charge, we call him in charge, he's a police uh, inspector. Yeah. He said, nobody's stripping anybody naked. Okay. If you want to kill us, kill us, but we're leaving. Then we left. And you left without any footage? Ah. You know, when the thing started, I knew that would happen. Mm-hmm. So... We devised a trick. I told my cameraman, I cannot tell you that on set, but yes. I told my cameraman to do something. Yeah. And he did. So even when they cleared the cameras and everything of the footage, you still had something. We were still able to recover them. Okay. And that's how come we put that report out there. Yeah. When you go on YouTube, you see that video. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's that's another moment. That I mean you come across all these very dangerous moments. Yeah. And you're still in it. Yeah. Why? I don't know. There is there is something that drives me. And when you get to the forest and you see a forest that has been standing for hundreds of years, pillaged in such a manner that it's unthinkable. You know, trees have been felled, over 400 of them. You need trees at Araga to make chairs and uh, beds. Mm -hmm. You need trees. You need, you need wood. Yeah. And somebody has been able to cut down over 400 of them and bury them. The whole forest over there, you can, you, can, you can drive for miles and it's all pits and gullies. Hmm. Land that you cannot use for anything. Hmm. It, 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 it keeps telling you that if this continues for the next five years, what will happen? What is your duty as a journalist? And you have children. What kind of environment will you live for them mm -hmm. i think that is what basically drives us to do more to keep on bringing it up so that maybe when the public gets angry enough they will push the authorities to do something about it were there times that people in people tried to induce you to give up this fight plenty times some of them i filmed i filmed them I have one such video on, on the internet. They brought 40,000 CDs. They said we should use it to buy cocoa. 40,000 CDs to buy cocoa? Yes. It was cash, bundle, all that. After that, they've been countless times. And then I think they got to know that I won't take the money. So they, they sent some of them through policemen, through a number of people. My late editor, Said, received a number of them. I, you know, he knows me, and he himself, he's the one who sanctions us to go out there, so yeah. he knows how I feel about those things, so he doesn't even entertain them at all. Mm. Is this what you envisioned your career to be like? I loved adventure, and I was curious too. I'm, inquisitive, I'm an inquisitive person. So, initially, I did not start on Galamse, and I never thought I was going to do illegal mining stories, no. But I love journalism. I love doing investigations, and I love journalism right from my childhood. I remember uh, during my SHS days, I, I, I wanted to be a journalist. My father said no. He said no? Yeah, he said no. He said he wants me to be a doctor. Okay. At that time, there was no journalist you can emulate, yeah. except one gentleman. The whole town in Konongo, as Antiachim, there was only Nane Abema of Daily Graphic mm. that you can point to as a journalist. And, yeah. Um, he said Nane Abema was not rich. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but but what, what was your passion for journalism from Nanayao or somewhere else? I used to see children abused in, in, in my neighborhood, and I, it, it gets me mad. 
I don't like that at all. Women and children, if you maltreat children, uh, you'll be on my bad side. Mm. And I didn't like it at all. So I felt like, okay, if I have a chance to do something that could get justice for people who are physically abused, I'll do it. Mm. And when I, at that time, I read stories about how the, you know, uh, people have been jailed and all that, and journalists are the ones who are carrying the stories. I was like, oh, then this this would be good. This could be a, a tool that will help me get justice for people. Yeah. So and, that was where the inspiration come, yes, came from. Yes, and, and I started doing that. I did human rights stories a lot. Mm. Um, through my journalism career, I've been able to rescue five children who have been physically abused. Two of them I had to go to court for four years. Yourself? Myself. Because as when a witness? I, yes, as a witness. Because all the witnesses that I gathered in the case, in the end they said they were, they, they've been advised not to testify in court. So I had to stand in with the investigations I have done, put them before the court and testify. Got cross-examined by lawyers will go into the middle of the case and then the judge will be transferred and they will come back and say they want to start the whole thing again and they will start the whole thing again. And I never missed a court date. Hmm. And I remember one day, one of those cases, the, the two, they were a couple at Suntreso. They abused the child to the point that I think they bent the child's um, left hand with uh, a, a hot metal. Hmm. And they kept it wrapped in bandages and they were putting salt, salt water on mm. it until it started deteriorating to the point that the fingers were dropping one by one. Wow. And that's when somebody drew my attention. Mm. They sent the boy to Suntreso Hospital and they lied about it. So one of the nurses called me and I followed it up. And I investigated, I brought the real story to the doctors and nurses and they, they got arrested. And I had to follow that case consistently for four years. And one of those court dates, Leslie, I was fine in the morning, very healthy. When it was getting to the evening, <laughs> my knees and my ankles and everything were swollen. I couldn't walk. Hmm. Yes, I couldn't move an inch. That was a day before the court date. And me, I'm not a spiritual person. I, I believe in superstition and all that. So I, I went to the hospital that evening, got checked. Everything was normal, but my, <laughs> I couldn't walk. I said, no way. You take me back home. I did my own prayers and I slept. And the following morning, the pain was down a bit. I could, you know, struggle, but I, I walked to the vehicle. And they took me there, virtually carried me into the courtroom. And I still gave my testimony. I see. After the testimony, about a day or two, I don't know what happened, but no medication, it was gone. And it was gone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Whether it was them or it was whoever, you it, it didn't really matter at the end of the day. I was able to do what I needed to do. So that child lost all five fingers on the left hand. Mm. But I was able to, through the stories I did, some female lawyers in Ashanti region, kudos to them, adopted the boy, okay. took care of him for, he's now nine years. Oh, okay. 
fantastic gentleman. He calls me uncle. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. There was another girl like that. I couldn't get somebody to adopt her, so I had to take her to the children's home. And I visit her. There's currently one who uh, we tried to save the hand, but uh, we couldn't save all the fingers. The thumb is working, and plus some two fingers, but she's fine. I've been able to get scholarship for her. She's now schooling, you know. Uh, So these stories make you happy i mean when you realize that they are doing well you're able to it's, make an impact and it's whatnot so fulfilling eh? yeah it's 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 like a, a ton of gold mm. uh, sometimes you see them and the way they relate to you and all that yeah. it makes you feel so good let's talk about you you mentioned Agu, uh, konongu yes right? that's where yes. You, that's where you grew up yeah how was growing up oh normal boy very shy looking gentleman I was extremely shy. I see. Yeah, extremely shy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I, sometimes I get surprised that I've been able to you know, <laughs> even become a journalist because if I'm walking and I'm facing like two or three girls, I'll have to turn around and go home. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure they disappear before, before, yeah, you before come back. I come back. <laughs> I was that type. I was sitting in class. I will not even. I know it, but I will not, never raise my hand. You really? Know? Yeah. Where do you think that came from? I had this um, big belly button. Um, big belly button. Yes, it was, it was. My mom told me it was an anomaly. Um, let's say medical neg- negligence on the part of the nurses who delivered me and they put a plaster on my navel mm-hmm. and it, um, you know I got that big belly button mm-hmm. so I couldn't wear a shirt and tacking oh, I think really? that 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 was the start of you know so you had insecurities about it yeah I felt bad about it I couldn't you know, I wasn't confident enough to, you know. But it was my senior brother, the one I come after directly, who started taking me, you know, whenever I wear shirts and I want to hide, you bring me up and say, child, let's go here. Be proud, you know, be confident, move around. Yeah. Look at people, this is who you are, be, you know, feel feel okay. Don't mm. don't don't hide. So it gave me that confidence. Uh, wherever I went, I, I wasn't hiding anymore. I was yeah. following him around and all that. That's this was at I, what age? Uh, that was about 10, 11. Okay. So gradually, 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 I got over it. And even it shrank itself. So It shrank by itself. Yeah. So, okay. Um, you know, with time, I was able to improve. So you schooled in Konongo, thereabouts? I went to Oxford International. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Yeah. It was a big school back in Konongo. It's still there. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's still there. And I went to Oxford International. We were the first to start the GHS program. Okay. And then move on to Colombo Dumasi Senior High School. Ah. I got a letter of admission because I had nine ones in uh, the BEC. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, brilliant. So I had a letter of admission to go to Pokuare. Mm-hmm. But my dad would not allow me to become a boarder. 
so hard to why <laughs> i don't know for he had his own reasons mm. so i came to konongood master to be close to him okay yeah i wanted to do arts he said no i sat in an arts class he drove me out uh, put me in a science class <laughs> <laughs> science did not really help me so you studied science <laughs> yeah i studied science physics chemistry biology wow yeah you could have represented your school at the National Science and Math Quiz. And not me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, after 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 secondary school, what did you do? I would say I was not a bad boy per se, but uh, I would. Oh, the shy boy turned bad boy. Yeah, wow. I wouldn't listen to my father. I I had this strong passion for writing mm. and music. So I, I I did disc jockeying. Okay. Wow. So I was a disc jockey for a long time, mm. playing music in nightclubs. And there was one big nightclub in Konongo. It's called Virgin Forest. Mm. I used to spin there. Wow. Yeah. What was your DJ name? They called me DJ Rasman. DJ Rasman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a new one. <laughs> I was spinning there. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I used to spin. And then um, there was this gentleman who... In fact, the, the fact that you used the word spin shows that you're an old DJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you, you used the word spin. You know, I was spinning at, at that there. time, uh, <laughs> we had uh, uh, this machine that could match beat per minute. Okay, yeah. It was now coming on board, you know. Yeah. We were spinning manually. <laughs> uh, Somebody brought me to Kumasi too. Wasn't it those new Mac decks? Or yeah, something? new Mac, new Mac, <laughs> and Denon. Yes, the Denon. Yeah, so what I was playing was Denon. Yeah, I played Denon for some time before new Mac came yeah. around, and then entered this PC DJ yes. and all that. PCJ Red. Yeah, Red. <laughs> <laughs> so I was playing that, and um, somebody brought me to Kumasi. He had a set of uh, public address systems. So we're mm. playing funerals and weddings and other things in Kumase. I still had this passion for journalism. Mm. So somebody introduced me to a private um, journalism school in Kumase. So I registered, went in there. The late Boache Kwakwa, who wrote for, I think, Network Herald, mm. uh, he taught us a lot. And through that, I went for attachment with capital radio ah that was in 2001 yeah and i remember uh, uh sambun swaban the gbc editor he's still alive he's not crying i think he can hear me wow sambun swaban was the gbc editor there and um i sent my letter to him for internship and he kept telling me go tomorrow come at this time tomorrow at that time i'll be there he did that to me for a whole month and each time i was there till he got fed up <laughs> and said okay start the following day that day i was so happy wow. and i saw it as an opportunity to do what i had, I had wanted to do all my life yeah so i did not joke with it I started filing reports. The first uh, report I filed, and um, you know, I had learned how to write the newspaper style. I wrote plenty, <laughs> and this man got so mad. 
know, recycled almost half of it. <laughs> so this is radio. <laughs> we don't write plenty like that. Yeah. So I I, I learned I learned a lot um, within a spit of a short time. I was I was writing beautifully. Mm-hmm. He said it. And so I did attachment when it was over within six months. I said, can you allow me to do more? Oh, would you want to employ me? He said, no, there's no space here. Then I want to do more internship. <laughs> wow. I did it for two and a half years. You interned for two and yeah. a half years? Without any salary, nothing. Just doing stories. And How were you getting by? Um, you know, I, uh, they, they gave me some stipends, small, small stipends. Okay, but I, not on salary? No, not on salary. Wow. Not on salary. And I was popular back then, you know. I was doing these human rights stories. I was reporting generally, mm. you know, accidents, fire outbreaks, everything. I was there. I was all over the place and uh, very popular. So people also helped me, you mm. know. Yeah. They gave me, you know, little, little support here and there. Yeah. And my mom, my mom, my mom used to support me so much. He would sell his clothes to give it to me. And um, I mean, I can I can imagine interning for two good years. Yes. And I think it was a baptism of fire. Mm. It, it really trained me to become who I am today. So I rose through the ranks. Finally, they gave me employment. My first salary was 50 cities. <laughs> It was gold. <laughs> yeah, 50 CDs. I remember. I still have the, uh, the, the, the voucher. Yeah? They gave me to go and take it from the accountant. I still have it. I see. Yeah. Mr. Okiti? Yeah, Haru Okiti. <laughs> <laughs> so I took that and uh, I, I worked hard, rose through the ranks to become reporter, senior reporter, news editor mm-hmm. for that station. I, I mean, I, I, I remember, I can, I think maybe I should take over from here and talk about <laughs> because you were at Capital Radio <laughs> because I was with you at Capital Radio, yeah. I think from 2005, thereabouts, yeah. and all. And then, of course, I mean, you probably the star of the newsroom yeah. with the likes of Mark Bunde, the late Mark Bunde, the late, the late Mark, Mark Bunde, yeah. one of the golden Fine. voices yeah. of radio as well and all and and I saw how hard you guys used to work and I was wow. hungry yeah very hungry and when you give me an opportunity you give me a platform I remember I told them if you give me a platform I'll prove to you that I can work and they did not believe me when but they, when they gave me a platform an opportunity to work I I took it mm. in my head Yes, I needed money, but in my head, I was like, if I'm able to prove my wife, somebody, somewhere will see me. Hmm. And I knew that someday I'll be big, yeah. you know, through this job. And I, I, I wanted to be big through journalism. Yeah. So I kept working at it, reading more, you know, about how to improve the journalism. When there's a new software, I'll learn it, hmm. you know. Yeah. And, I, I kept improving until at a point I was the morning show host. Right. So. This was way after Kuku Aban? 
before Kukuaban, I was Kukuaban. doing it, you know, okay. when when the usual host was not, was around. not around. Okay, I right. Would, I hosted. Then Kukuaban was brought in. I was made producer. Yeah. Because uh, they wanted me to still man the newsroom, so I was doing the newsroom and then um, producing Kukuaban. Mm -hmm. And then at the point Kukuaban left, I I I came to host the morning show. Mm. So I would do six a.m. Prepare my bulletin for 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Anchor it. After that, I'll do the morning show. Then come back to do editorial meetings. Assign reporters. When they are gone on the field, I'll prepare my midday uh, bulletin. Go and read Anchor them. that one. Midday. <laughs> then come back to do 6 p.m. Ah. Yeah. Come back to do 6 p.m. Then... Uh, no up on time, Ben. After 6 p.m., I'll prepare the following day's bulletin. <laughs> And leave the the newsroom around eleven. Sometimes I sleep there. Yeah. No, uh, I, I I recall yeah, some of those moments. Yeah. And I I did that for a very long time. Yeah. I did that for a very long time. You uh, literally had no life. No, I had no life. I had no life. My whole life was journalism, doing stories. I had no life, and I enjoyed it. You know. So when Saeed, the late Saeed Ali Yaqub, may his soul rest in perfect peace, um, one day he gave me a call and said, Elton is going to Accra. Elton Brobe? Yes. And I have scanned the whole of Ashanti region. You are the only replacement. So why don't you switch over and come to Love FM? He said, I should apply. I was having my own challenges at Capital Radio, and I was, I think I had, the, that the life over there had gone into my head at a point in time, so I wanted to switch. Mm. So I said, okay, so I applied. At that moment, Ultimate was also yes, coming up. So, Ultimate FM. Uh, they was also... With, um, uh, EIB? Yes, EIB. Yeah, yeah. So they also asked me to apply. I applied mm. with EIB as well. They even gave me the employment um, earlier than Love FM, mm. I think two days or so. But I really wanted to be with Love FM. I, I don't know why. Mm. So I remember calling Jimmy, uh, Jim Agla, Jim Agla. And, and telling him that after the interviews, if you think I'm the guy for it, I have other um, offers, <laughs> but I want to work with you. So if you think I'm the guy for it, then let me know. Let me know first. So who's going to make my decision? Yeah. <laughs> Don't let me go and jump somewhere. Then no, and then later he come and hey, so, we want you. No, so no, no, he no. said, okay, uh, you, you give me a day. Yeah. So I delayed Ultimate for a day. Yeah. And a day after a day, he called me back and said, you have the job. Okay. I wow. was elated. I can imagine. I, I was elated. <laughs> Uh, so I saw that, okay, so the platform is big. Yeah. Uh, and um, I could do what I've always wanted to do on a, on a bigger platform. Yeah. So I switched over. And it's been how many years? 12 years. 12 years at a multimedia group? Yes. Wow. I remember filing my first report, the number of calls I got. I told myself, yeah, Charlie, this is it. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. And, and you know, they will tell you I was filing like five stories in a day. You, <laughs> to me, now it you was, wanted to work like a boom. Yeah, to, to <laughs> me, it was holiday. You know, <laughs> judging from where I was coming from, yes. I was hungry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I was filing stories here and there and staying awake to do stories wasn't my problem at all. Mm. And at a point, people thought, yeah, slow down. Um, you have to work smart and all that. But it was fun. It was yeah. Yeah, I loved You loved what, what you were doing. Yes. And What's, you know, through that period, especially from the Capital Radio era, where you were literally working for almost free and you were doing God knows how many hours on the job and whatnot. When you look back, what's the biggest lesson that period taught you? Hard work. Pace. You know, um, that's what I said, that if you have a job, if you don't like the job and you think it's become a threat to your life or something and you want to quit, fine, you can quit. But if you really want to work and you are not quitting, then go at it with all that you've got. Because sometimes we, get, we tend to think that you're doing it for somebody. You're not doing it for anybody. You're sharpening your own skills. Mm. It, it, it took me through a baptism of fire that um, I knew I could work anywhere. Mm. So right now, if you put me anywhere, I'll work. Mm-hmm. I can work at the BBC. I can work anywhere. I challenge myself. Uh, if I don't know anything about what you're telling me, I'll learn. And I'll humble myself and I'll ask questions and I'll learn on the job. Right. And I think what we missed in the middle was when I left Capital a bit, went to Radio Ecstasy. <laughs> right, exactly. Were you, you the one following me? I was the one following you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> was, but we, when I went to Radio Ecstasy, yes. you were there as well. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Calvin Taylor was there. Calvin Taylor was there. <laughs> was working under yeah. me at the point. Yes, yes. You know. In the newsroom. <laughs> yes, in the newsroom. <laughs> I think we're just meant to be working together. Of course, <laughs> and that's where Calvin met his wife, actually. Yes, absolutely, Marissa. Yeah, in, in my newsroom. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, why, you did a connection, eh? <laughs> no, I, I, I never knew it was... Uh, get this deep. Yeah. Uh, they loved each other. Yeah. But I, I thought it was one of those things. Yes. But at a point, you know, <laughs> the guy will not move without the lady. And I felt like, wow. Was that affecting the news? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. He was a photographer. <laughs> and Calvin was a sports uh, news guy. Yes, yes. Also working Calvin generally also, yeah. uh, yeah. with us sometimes working and helping us with the news as well. So mm-hmm. uh, he was also reading the news sometimes. So yes. yeah, um, it wasn't affecting me. But I felt that he was taking advantage of the lady. <laughs> I never knew that the lady really yeah. loved him so much to the yeah. point that he wanted to they wanted them to marry. Well, as news editor, you oversaw a very beautiful union. Yeah, which has progressed <laughs> and the rest is history. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, lots of messages coming through. I wish I could read all of them. Uh, Erastus has a very inspiring story. I'm so enthused and impressed. God bless him. And that's from Yvonne. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, hello, Lexus. I was in Kumasi then, and I can remember you guys all, including Erasus and the Dusty, etc. Congratulations, Erasus. Oh, Thank you didn't you. add your name. Yeah. Is that Yogi? Okay, right. Yeah. Kumasi was fun those days, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it we was. had some good times in there. Lexus, very inspirational stories that Erasus is sharing. Um, thank you. Uh, Luther in Adenta says, Erasus is a gem. I pray we have at least 20 of his kind as journalists in Ghana. Thank you. What's your biggest regret, Erastus? Do I have regrets? You know, I, I have this sense that of life that every corner you took was for a reason. Mm. And it was all though crooked. It 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 it, it joined paths to bring you to where you are. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing like a bad decision or a good decision. Mm. You make mistakes. Yeah, we all do. We allow children to make mistakes. That's how they learn. Mistakes and downfalls are part of life. Mm. Um, if you had chosen the other path, um, you wouldn't know where it would have led you. Yeah. So whichever one you took, um, what did not go well is history. At the end of the day, somebody says, uh, whether it was a, a fish or a whale, there was a swallow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> somebody yeah. got yeah. swallowed. So I don't have any regrets in, in, in life. I think that the path I took, um, the uh, crooked nature of it, and wherever I passed through, whoever offended me, who I offended, it brought me to where I am today. Yeah. And I'm grateful to God. There you go. Mrs. Pat Busso says, Congratulations to Erasmus from the Rich Senior High School, Kumase. Thank the you. students and staff are so proud of you. Oh. You visited our school to encourage our students. Oh. Uh, yeah. You know, I was, I, I'm, I'm a quiz master. Ah, I love oh, children. Right. And, uh, and when it came that Love FM was organizing the, FM, yeah, the primary right. school's quiz, I was yeah. chosen as a quiz master. Yeah. And I've been a quiz master for about three years now. Yeah. And Rage, you know, joined us mm. um, on two occasions. So Good stuff. I love the children. What's your greatest fear? Huh. I'm, I'm, I'm not actually a fearful person. Mm. I'm not. I'm, I respect people, but I'm not afraid of people. And maybe my biggest fear is not being able to achieve what I stand to achieve. Mm. When you give me a job and I'm a not able to, you know, fulfill it, I have that fear that I may not meet your expectation. Mm. And I think that fear is fruitful. It drives me to work hard at it. Uh, and so when I'm doing something, I do. I make sure that I dot all the I's and T's. I'm a meticulous person mm -hmm. to make sure it comes out perfect. So yeah. my fear is not getting it right. Yeah. Okay. In everything, my fear is not getting it right. What if I don't get it right? If you had to pick one quality that makes somebody a great journalist, hmm. especially one that will make you a journalist of the year, yeah, what would that be? Passion. Passion passion mm. if you don't have the passion for journalism forget it it's not a job for you if you're looking for money <laughs> in journalism in true journalism um, you've come to the wrong place there's no money you get what you want but if you are greedy and you want to earn where you have not sown and take 
you know, cuts and all that, you'll get the money all right, but to get a real name and, you know, a good name out of journalism, no. But have you made money? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not rich, I'm not poor. God really caters for me on a everyday mm. basis. I live life, uh, you know, day after day. Mm. I know that God has a purpose for me and definitely will not let me cry. Would you wish for better? I want to see my family sufficient, a house to lay my head, my own house. That's what I dream to do, a house to lay my head, my own house, mm. you know, to live in with my family mm. and uh, to see my children through education. Mm. That's my biggest, mm. biggest dream and vision. Is this the part you asked for a salary raise? <laughs> <laughs> I hope question is listening. Well, he is. He always listens. So I'm just... It's long overdue. Okay, all right. <laughs> I think this is where we end the interview, isn't it? <laughs> You're a very bad boy. <laughs> you deserve it, bro. You deserve it, man. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank man. Thank you so much for spending time with me here on Personality Profile. Erastus Asari Donko. My brother Samuel Asari says, look, uh, great interview as always. Very inspiring story from... Erastus, I totally agree. He's an inspiration. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.